Disney friends, fans, and just people that decided to check out this video because, hell, you didn't have anything better to do tonight. Uh, I am Matt, this is the DPI Podcast, and tonight is Tuesday, so it's a DPI News and Notes show. And if you're new here, which there's a lot of you, um, DPI News and Notes is basically our weekly roundup of what's going on around the parks, um, some casual BSing between me and whoever decides to join the show, and um, our kind of prognostication of how we feel like things are going to go in the future with Disney parks. So tonight, um, we are really going to focus on kind of this summer and what, um, what does this summer look like as people are getting more comfortable traveling. Um, you know, my family and I never really had much of a problem. We had problems with some other people, you know, one-offs while we were traveling, but we really haven't had a problem traveling since COVID started. But I know a lot of people out there have had some issues and have had some reservations. And, you know, I think it's good to talk about those things to figure out, you know, is it going to get better in the summer? I mean, Disney's doing a lot of things to show us that they're trying to open up as much as possible. So we're going to get into a bunch of that. Um, and then, you know, if you haven't subscribed or liked our social media accounts, you see on that white little slider down at the bottom over here, um, you can check out our social media accounts there. Definitely like, subscribe, let us know how you think we can be doing better on those accounts because in, in the end we're trying to get better and we're trying to help you out as much as possible um so before we get going much further i want to say hello to a lot of people that joined the page this week and a lot of it came from a picture that i posted on facebook last wednesday um so welcome to roy mclaughlin so yep so maya saram Emily Charlotte, Alexandra Bimbo, Scott Darrow, Sylvia Mahoney, Elizabeth Popple, and Tony Bender. Thank you all for liking the page. Um, I appreciate it. You know, if there's anything that you guys are looking for, definitely reach out um, to us directly and let us know what you're looking for. So without further ado, let's get into the show. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is over in Disneyland. So Disneyland's getting ready to open at the end of the month. Actually, tickets went on sale yesterday morning, uh, or not tickets, but reservations went online yesterday morning for people that already had tickets. And tickets should go on sale on Friday, maybe. Um, Disney haven't, hasn't really given an official word, but they said the earliest it was going to be was Friday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So if you are looking to get 
tickets to Disneyland, A, you've got to figure out what the hell everything means, and then B, you've got to get through because we all know how Disney does these releases um, very poorly. So we do have Disneyland opening up, and right away we're going to get something really cool out at Disneyland because we got the official word that the Avengers Campus is going to be opening on June 4th which is very interesting because all of our Walt Disney World fans know that we had been patiently waiting for Ratatouille for months. And it seemed like because of the pandemic, they were just kind of pushing it back so that they could get more people to enjoy it and all that kind of stuff. And then they make this announcement, you know, three weeks after the Ratatouille announcement that, hey, we're going to open the Avengers Campus in California that isn't letting out-of-state tourists in, and the parks could be at 25%. Um, I don't know the thinking between the two and how, how you come to one thought process at World and this process at Land. I guess you feel bad for all the people that haven't been able to go to Land for a year. I, I, I just, I don't know. Um, to me, it feels like World should have gotten Ratatouille and they had a great chance to get it um, with lower crowds and still have a lot of people enjoy it. And yeah, um, you're going to wait till October 1st on that one. That's great. Thanks. Um but if you're out of state in California, it seems like maybe the next week we might be able to get out there to check it out. Maybe if Californians can do something they haven't done in a year and that's actually, you know, try and keep COVID cases down. So we'll see. Um, June 4th for Avengers Campus at Disney California Adventure. Couple things over at Epcot in Walt Disney World. So Mouse Gears is no more. They have this thing called the Creation Shop, and that's going to be taking the place of Mouse Gears in Epcot. So huge store, Mouse Gears. If you if you know Mouse Gears, if you've been to Epcot, you understand that Mouse Gears was a wonderful, wonderful location. Um, it's next to if you wanna if you wanna say the Emporium is all one shop. And then you have World of Disney at Springs. It's the third largest store on property. Um, but, you know, if you don't count the Emporium as one long continuous shop, then it would be the second largest store on Disney property. It has everything. Um, if you can't find it there, eh, you better go to World of Disney because you're probably not going to find it much anywhere else unless it's something specific to an area of a park. Um, Mouse Gears had just about everything. So, so Creation Shop is going to be replacing Mouse Gears this summer. And then the other thing is that Club Cool is coming back. So Club Cool was the Coca-Cola sponsored spot where you could taste all the wonderful flavors of Coca-Cola around the world, including the wonderful Beverly drink. Um, and Peter with Princesses and the Mouse is a Beverly fan. So um, he's not here to defend himself. That's why I'm saying it. But um, they're going to open up this summer. New location. A bunch of new flavors, it sounds like. So if you are a Club Cool fan or a Coca-Cola fan, it's coming back. Um, so you can't be too worried or too too pissed off about that. Um, you're getting Club Cool back. 
Don't know exactly where it's going to be right now, but it's going to be back at some uh, in some form or fashion this summer. Uh, let's see. Going. Oh, let's let's keep it at Walt Disney World. The park hours for the summer, and this kind of is where I kind of spurred my topic for tonight. Um, earlier this week, park hours were expanded greatly for the summer at Walt Disney World. Most of the parks saw three to four hour uh, open length increases. So really cool if you're going this summer, you're going to get some extra time in the parks. Disney has been doing this usually a few weeks in advance um, so that people got some extra time, especially on the weekends and when they knew the parks were going to be crowded. This is a very early move. Um, they've released a lot of the hours through the middle of June now. So pretty cool to see them expand the hours that much. Um, like I said, in most of the parks on most of the days, it was three to four hours you know, maybe an hour in the beginning, a couple hours at the end, or three to four hours at the end of the posted close time. So we're going to get a lot more time at the the parks at Walt Disney World. Um, and then the other American entity is Disney Cruise Line, and they are getting ready to set sail, um, just not in from any of the ports in the States. Um, so the UK cruise, so this Disney Magic cruising over in the UK is going to start cruising on July 17th uh, or July 13th. I can't even read my own writing. That's how much of a hurry I was in writing this down today. Um, July 13th, UK only cruises, so two-night cruise. This one's going to be departing out of Liverpool, and the only two ports that they're going to be using in the UK are, are the ports in Southampton and in Liverpool. So if you are one of our UK fans and you are planning on getting on one of these cruises, let us know. I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they're going to do, especially on these little two-night cruises to wherever. Um, I mean, it's not a huge place, so... I mean, you do a couple laps around the aisle, it's like, you know, the Indianapolis 500. Not 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 the largest place in the world. So that's really all we got for news and notes. So let's talk a little bit about travel this summer. So yeah, travel this summer. Um, so like I said earlier, Disney is expanding park hours and we're seeing more and more of the characters coming back into the parks, into the hotels, into different areas around the parks. Um, and just bringing back some of that normality to, um, the park visit. Now, you know, we're still waiting on fireworks and we're still waiting on parades and that kind of stuff. But, you know, we know that Epcot's close with Harmonious. They've got all five barges in place. They've been doing testing. They're checking out the fountains, all that kind of stuff. So we know that they're probably pretty close there. Um, so we're waiting to see if there's going to be, where, where I think the, the, the first kind of straw to drop is going to be uh, Fantasmic at Hollywood Studios. Because it gives you the ability to have a staged seating area where you can socially distance parties and that kind of thing. I would imagine that we're going to see some news on Fantasmic probably in the next couple of months. Um, with, a, with an opening date, you know, Disney is already selling corporate packages for October that have harmonious viewing 
So, and you know they don't want to do a 50th birthday for Magic Kingdom without being able to do fireworks parades the whole nine yards there. So, you know, they're being really reserved on what they're saying about the 50th right now. You know, we're getting decorations and we're getting new costumes for characters. But I still think there's a lot of things that haven't been announced that really are going to be as they're socially acceptable to be announced. You'll start hearing more and more. And I think in Florida, you're going to hear more and more a little bit quicker just because Florida's kind of ahead of the curve on all of opening things up, dropping mass mandates, that kind of thing. So you're going to see some of these things happen a little bit faster down there, um, which is which is a good thing. Um, you know, as far as traveling to the parks right now, if you haven't been to the parks, the parks are far and away the safest place that I have been during the pandemic that is not my own house. Um, I have been into assisted living facilities, nursing facilities. I work in the medical field that... I've been more concerned about my well-being in than at Disney. Now, the thing you got to worry about at Disney is other people. Not everybody is going to take the same care that you and your family are going to take. So that, that's, that's the big thing that I think when I talk to people about going down there and when I'm talking to people about planning trips to go down there, it's, you know, you can be as safe as possible and you need to take care of yourself, but there are going to be some idiots down there that just don't have the same amount of care that you do or amount of given s that you do about other people. So it's a lot of, a lot of give and take down there. Now, I will say it has gotten progressively worse the further away from the shutdown we've we've gotten. So we went in July, um, about a week after the parks first opened up, and everybody was really, really, really binding their P's and Q's. We didn't see a lot of masks down over noses. We didn't see a lot of, you know, people crowding spaces, that kind of stuff. We went back again in December, and... There were some more people there. I, I feel like with the holiday crowd, you got a lot of people that may not have been multiple trip people. So it might have been their first time in the parks, that kind of thing. Not necessarily knowing what to expect. Um, so we felt that, you know, more people crowding space, more people trying to take advantage of dropping the mask for pictures, that kind of stuff. Um, more people just kind of not caring about others um and then peter and i went back in at the end of february and we felt like it was even getting a little bit worse then um a lot more people with the masks down a lot more people you know just kind of crowding in behind us you know we would always give you know uh, an open space or an open space and a half between us and the group in front of us um with the little markers the group behind us in some cases would be right up against us, that kind of thing. Um, and that, it just happened a lot more this past trip than it had in the previous two since the parks have, have opened. Now, since, since we went to the parks in February, Disney has now dropped the masks while taking pictures um, policy. So when you're taking a picture and you're socially distanced, you're allowed to drop your mask for that picture or take your mask completely off for that picture. 
So you get, you know, a picture that looks relatively normal that people are going to yell at you when you post on Facebook because you're not wearing your mask, blah, 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 whatever. Um, It is what it is. Now, where I felt the least safe on those trips was in the airports. And specifically in Orlando's airport. You know, Indy's airport, uh, we, we fly out of Indianapolis it, relatively good. Most of the times we fly out is super early in the morning. So, you know, it's business people and people that are going to Disney are the people that are in the airport at that time. Um, you know, when we got down to Orlando, you know, Orlando's a tourist airport. Um, so just a lot more people not necessarily caring about keeping the masks up, you know, oh, it's hot in Orlando, whatever. A lot of that kind of stuff. And I just felt like it it, it really, really showed a huge difference between Orlando's airport and Indianapolis's airport. Now, on this last trip, I flew back through Atlanta. And surprisingly, Atlanta was really, really good on the masks. Now, um... Atlanta's and Georgia's kind of in a a little bit different situation than Florida is, but um, going through Atlanta's airport, which tends to be a super busy airport, it wasn't terrible when I flew through. It was a Sunday night, so it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a terrible time to fly through. Um, but it just it, it was it was really really good flying through Atlanta. Um, but like I said, Orlando's airport just... You can really tell a difference in Orlando's airport. Um, so if you don't have to fly, if that's something that you're not comfortable with with the people in the masks and that kind of thing, and you don't have to fly, I would say don't fly or don't fly into Orlando. You may want to fly into Tampa or a surrounding airport and then Uber or rent a car or something like that over to Disney from there. <laughs> Uh, hi, Terry. Thanks for watching tonight. I know Shannon liked the video before we got into a screen where it would actually show. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, travel travel to the airports, travel, you know, that kind of stuff. We, we drive our own car. We don't Uber or Lyft or anything like that. Um, now, when we were on, when we were on site, um, we did Uber and Lyft, and we've done that basically every trip we usually find ourselves with at least one breakfast that's at another hotel before most of the transportation will open up so it's inevitably we we've taken an uber or lyft every uber or lyft we've taken has been really really good about driver with the mask on when they pull up um having hand sanitizer that kind of stuff that we can use in the vehicle you know i I haven't felt you know, I haven't been worried about anything in any of their vehicles or anything like that. Disney transportation has been relatively spaced out um, on the buses right now. They've got dividers, so they've, they will only take so many parties. So that's something that you have to think about when you are going right now is with the way the buses run. They're running, especially at your value resorts, they're running more buses, it seems like, because you can't get as many on a bus, you know. Back in, you know, two years ago, they would cram as many people on a bus as they could. Strollers, people standing, you know, 
many times I was standing with a kid in an arm holding onto a stroller coming home from the park. Um, now they're just not doing that. Everybody's sitting down. Um, you've got dividers between parties. So large parties are broken up into different zones. Um, Skyliner, one party to a Skyliner car. Um, yeah, it just, it, it, it's really different getting around the parks right now. The other big thing is no minivans right now around the parks. And I think that's the biggest thing that's kind of, um, put me off is I really love the minivan service. I, I really liked being able to use that. I really liked, you know, the ability to, A, I don't want to wait for transportation at the end of the night. Let's, you know, schedule an Uber, uh, schedule a minivan, you know, and, and go up to a designated pickup zone for the minivans in front of, at the park entrance or wherever, and just take a minivan home. That way you weren't worried about standing in a bus or, you know, whatever on a bus. It just, the minivans were such a nice service. Uh, monorails, they're keeping the monorails relatively grouped. It hasn't been, it hasn't been terrible on the monorails. We haven't used the monorail a lot. Um, just because we haven't stayed at one of the monorail hotels and we haven't park hopped from Magic Kingdom to Epcot and the Epcot monorail isn't running. So we haven't had a real reason to take a monorail um, other than just to take one around to say, hey, we were on the monorail this trip. I mean, nothing, nothing spectacular. But yeah, I mean, the parks right now, honestly are very very they're very safe they're relatively wide open um they're gonna feel busier than they really are just because you don't have all the restaurants all the rides all that kind of stuff open to kind of swallow in some of that crowd that's out on the main thoroughfare so even though that the crowds are at 35 percent right now hey shan Thanks for watching tonight. You're my biggest fan. Um, even though the parks are at like 35% right now, it does feel close to a normal crowd. I mean, you can tell, especially at park open and at park close, you can really tell. But in the middle of the day, you can you can get yourself into some spots, you know, that little chokes choke point back by haunted mansion gets busy uh toy story land gets busy you know there's places around the parks that get busy you know um at night going through like the mexico pavilion over at epcot it just it felt really busy it lots of people and they were just kind of all in the same place. You know, you have your routine when you go to the parks, especially people that have been to the parks a lot. Uh, many times, they get into these routines where they're in certain spots at certain times of day, and it just, it, it's what they do. Um, you know, we end up in certain places at certain times in the day. But it, the parks are still at 35, maybe a little bit more. They're not saying they've increased it any, but I really felt... It felt busier with Peter in February than it did in December. Um, and that that's saying something because we were basically in an off week for the most part. And it felt busier in that off week. So, yeah, it, 
it can be it can be busy so be ready for that now disneyland it doesn't seem man there's going to be a lot of things that aren't open at disneyland when it when it first reopens and that's going to be it's going to be interesting to see kind of how how the crowds look in the open areas because man it just feels like it's going to be super busy out there and i just i I don't know exactly what to think about what to think about what that park is going to look like on video you know i think i think one of the big takeaways when disney world first opened is you had a lot of people going in there and they were making the pictures look a lot worse than they really were they would get down a cavalcade route and they would take a picture down the line to where you really couldn't see the spacing between people and that kind of stuff to really blow it out of proportion. But I think world is just, uh, it just, it's a little bit more of a cramped space. I feel like it's just going to feel like there's a ton of people there, even if it's only 15 or 25% of capacity. You've got a lot of rides that aren't going to be open. You've got a lot of restaurants that aren't going to be open. You've got a lot of those places that take people away from those main thoroughfares that aren't going to be open. And I think you're going to see it a lot more there. So, you know, we're going to see here, you know, land in a couple of weeks is going to open up. And we are going to see, uh, might open up if they can keep it in the right tier. Uh, We are going to see exactly what happens uh, with with that opening. And then, you know, really the next thing that we're waiting for is Disney Cruise Line. We're, we're dead through June now. Um, we were looking to go on a cruise at the beginning of June. It has been canceled. We are in, hey, when do we want to do this again territory? Um, you know, it's going to be our first Disney cruise, so we're trying to get it done as soon as possible um, for multiple reasons. The kids are getting older, you know, and as the kids get older, you know, my daughter's gone from a kid to an adult in Disney years um, through the pandemic now. So uh, (laughs) she has a change in cost now, but you know, we want to get on a cruise. We want to see how, what that's like. We're (sighs) apparently I'm not, I'm not exciting enough for myself tonight, but we were wanting to see exactly what a cruise was about. We've heard a lot of good things. I've had friends. I've had, I've had acquaintances go on cruises. We've watched a lot of things about the, the Disney cruise line. So we're, we're, we're really excited to go. We just haven't been. Um, and now we're on schedule number three for this. So, um, hopefully sooner than later, we could get on a Disney cruise and see what that's all about. You know, getting getting to the end of, I guess, this, you know, reservations about traveling. You know, we've got a lot of people that are getting vaccinated. We have a lot of people that are choosing not to get vaccinated. I think to each it's their own choice. I'm not going to get into that here. But, you know, I feel like as more and more and more and more and more people get vaccinated, we're like, you know, countrywide, we're at like 137 million people that are fully vaccinated right now. So, you know, we're we're really 
getting that vaccine out there, you know, what does that do um, to these parks as far as giving them the confidence to make changes to open up more? Whether it is a parade, whether it is fireworks, whether it is opening up capacity, you know, are we even going to see 100% capacity at Disney parks anymore? Um, Are they learning anything from what's been going on now at Walt Disney World the last 10 months that makes them feel like, you know, maybe we just move the ticket prices up and run it like 75% crowds. You know, what What does Disney do to, to A, make it work for them, but to B, keep that feeling of what it is right now? Because I think they're getting a lot of positive reaction. And I think the last survey that they put out there, you know, guest satisfaction was the highest it's been in a long time because, you know, for the most part, you go to a park and if you know how to do it, you can very lazily go through the park, do everything at that park, and still have some time to do other stuff. I mean, it, I think we were kind of surprised that we didn't try to do everything. But we would just end up saying, hey, the line doesn't look too long here, let's just go do this. Or the line's 20 minutes over here, let's go do this. As we were going past things. And at the end of the day, we were like, well, hell, we did everything in the park. So I think that's the one good thing that is going right now. You know, if it's a first time visit and I just I, I had a long back and forth with one of my uh, one of my work friends, one of my work acquaintances about um, the parks right now and, and normal at the parks. If it's a first visit and you've got little kids, I, I don't recommend going. If it's a first visit and you're an adult. I would say go. I mean, it's it's a really just, it's a weird time there. You, more than likely, you're going to get the reservations that you want because you're not, you're as adults, you're probably not looking at getting royal table or be your guest or a character meal or anything like that. Unless you're just a big dork like I am. Um, but most, most grownups are looking at getting, you know, different dining options, you know, Tiffins and, and, and places like that, not necessarily the BR guests and the the garden grills and that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's a good time to go as an adult. It, as a kid, God, I, I, I don't know because, you know, when I went for my first time, it was in like seventh grade. So to me, the characters weren't a huge deal. When we went back and my daughter was two and a half, I don't know what the parks would be like without the characters. You know, even the little things you get from the characters right now is a lot. It, it makes up a lot of that character interaction. Um, but the characters play such an integral part of what makes Disney Disney that I, I just right now people with kids i i just i say hey i would just wait it out and i'm telling people you know wait till about end of may especially people that are trying to plan july and august trips you know trying to get there 
mid to late summer. I'm just saying, hold off, you know, let's let's see what Disney does over the next couple of months and then make a decision from there. Because I, I think if you start seeing, hey, they're going to have character meet and greets. Hey, they're going to have parades. Hey, they're going to have fireworks. At some point, say, you know, even if it's closer into October when the 50th is, I think that's when you start looking at the first trip making sense again. But I have a lot of friends that are their kids are like right on that age cusp, that five, six, seven years old that are just like, man, if I wait too long, do I miss out on seeing them as a kid at Disney? And I, and I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I really think if you are, if you are invested in what Disney has to offer, you're going to make the trip worthwhile. Um, Disney offers a lot of different things for a lot of different age groups. And I think the things that my daughter was really into when she was young at the parks weren't necessarily the same things that my son were into when he was really young at the parks. So it, it's really, you go down there and, you know, there's going to be rides that they are attracted to. There are going to be places that they're attracted to that, that, that's where the magic's going to be and not necessarily because there's a character there or because there's a parade or because there's fireworks. You know, you have the cavalcades right now. The cavalcades are great. They're just not as spectacular as the parades. And there's a reason why Disney only runs certain parades one time each day because they're spectacular. They don't need to run them anymore. Now, I'd be interested to see if they took, like, a, uh, a huge parade and cut it in half and ran it twice a day, what that would look like. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think you'd have people that would want to watch both of those parades. So, I mean, it could backfire to where you have big crowds twice. Who knows? But... You know, like I said, I think I think we're going to hear something. I think we're going to hear something before the end of the school year as far as parades, as far as fireworks, as far as character meet and greets and kind of a timeline on those coming back. I, I would imagine that before the before Memorial Day, we hear something about those things. And from there, I think you're going to see a lot of people deciding does it make sense to go to Disney or not? Um, whether it be this summer, this fall. Um, and I would imagine by Christmas that we're probably relatively back to normal. As long as nothing outrageous happens um, with the pandemic, I think we're relatively back to normal by the holiday season. So when you're talking Thanksgiving through New Year's, I think, I think you're going to start seeing that to be like the return to normalcy for um for disney i was hoping that um peter with princesses in the mouse disney travel was going to be on with us i do have his shirt on today um but you know he coaches golf so and i know that he had a tournament Tonight that he wasn't able to make it um, on tonight. So not a big deal. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to end it. If you guys do have any questions, comments, concerns, either put them in the comments, get in touch with us on one of our social media accounts. Um, you've seen them going across the bottom, basically the whole show. And I'm going to hit that end screen and we're going to see you guys later. So normally this is where I talk about, you know, hey, who was on the show with us today? But we didn't have anybody on the show with us. But if you are looking to book a trip, book with Princesses and the Mouse Disney. So a lot of things going on, hitting the highlights of tonight's show, uh, Avengers Capus opening up on June the 4th, Creation Shop and Club Cool opening up at Epcot this summer, major expansion of hours at Walt Disney World, and the Disney Cruise Line getting ready to sail in the UK. Definitely check out those social media Thanks for watching, everybody. Catch up with us Thursday night over on YouTube and on the personal Facebook account. We'll see you then.